This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. It is great to be back talking about blues hockey here on the Drop Podcast. As always, I am your host, Lance Descott. A lot of stuff has happened in the last week or so when it comes to the NHL and the St. Louis Blues. We're going to get into a lot of topics. We're going to talk about Henrik Lundqvist of the Capitals. We're going to talk about Alex Steen retiring. We're going to talk about the tentative agreement that the NHL and the NHLPA has reached, uh, when the season will start, how the divisions may look. There's several different sources are saying several different things. The Blues have given their input on where they would like to be, supposedly, but there's also several different versions of that. We're going to get into a lot of that in this episode. So let's get started. Right off the top, we're going to talk about Alexander Steen and his retirement from the NHL and from the Blues. Alex Steen came to the Blues in the 2008-9 season, was traded from Toronto in that Lee Stepniak deal. I think the Blues definitely got the better side of that deal. A lot of Leafs fans swear that if they would have had Alex Steen, He may have pushed them over the edge to be able to contend for a cup. I don't think Alex Steen is that type of player that does that. He can make a difference on a team when he was at that age, but I don't think he could have made that much of a difference in Toronto. But that is still one of those trades that the Maple Leafs talk about a lot for good reason. Alex Steen was a productive player for the Blues from that 2008-2009 season. Up until a few years ago, I would say the last three years, three and a half years, he's not been the player he was. He lost some of his speed. He just wasn't that two-way player that really impressed the Blues and the NHL and the Blues fans. He had some very good years with the Blues. Uh, He was a type of guy that would get you anywhere from 30 points on up to his most with the Blues In the 2013-2014 season, he had 62 points. And then the next year, he topped it with 64 points and several years of 52 points and then started to decline a little bit. And I know a lot of Blue fans are going to say this has nothing to do with the points. He was a great leader on and off the ice. And that's why the Blues paid him that big contract towards the end of his career. I've always said that that last contract they signed with him was for a little too much. I thought it should have been for around three years. But he was a good player for the Blues for a long time and uh, was great for the community, was nice to the fans, and overall good guy to the fans and overall good player. We wish him well. I don't know what he's going to do. A lot of fans out there, of course, every time a guy retires, or every time a guy gets traded and retires, 70% of the Blues fans think that the Blues front office ought to hire him as a scout, a coach, an assistant coach. And I'm here to tell you guys, not every Blues player is cut out to be that. If it was up to some fans, 
the Blues would hire every former Blues player because automatically he's a great coach. I don't know what Alex Dean's plans are. I would imagine he's probably going to go back to Sweden after his retirement and enjoy his life with his family, and he'll probably be there. Um, I don't think he's going to be one of those players that stays in St. Louis. I may be wrong, but I think he'll probably go back to Sweden, and maybe if he does get into coaching, he'll do something over in the Swedish league. But we all wish him the best. He was a great ambassador for the city. And as I said earlier, great to the fans. Worked hard every game. Uh, Up until the last few years, some games you didn't even notice he was out there. But that's not a knock against him. When you start getting up in age 32, 33, 34, 35 years old, you're going to start to slow down. And in most cases, you're not going to be the player you were even a few years before that. Not a knock on the guy. It happens to everybody. Father time is not kind to NHL players. Very few guys can play at a high level up until their mid to late 30s. It just doesn't happen very often. But Alex Steen had some great productive years for the Blues, and we all wish him the best and thank him for his time. Now going off of the Blues, Henrik Lundqvist, uh, formerly of the Rangers who had just signed a contract, To be the backup for the Capitals has announced that he will not be playing this year due to a heart condition. We wish him the best. He's seeking the best medical advice and hopefully he can move in the direction to where he can get back in the league and at least be a productive backup, if not challenged to be the starter for the Capitals. Let's start talking about the upcoming season. The NHL and NHLPA have reached a tentative agreement. Doesn't mean it's set in stone. Doesn't mean it's going to be signed immediately. I know there are still a few things that they've got to hash out. But right now they're saying that training camp will start January 3rd, except for those teams that didn't make the playoffs, which were only seven teams. They're going to start December 29th. And they're looking for a season start date of January 13th, somewhere around there. For the longest time, I don't know why, Gary Bettman kept saying it's going to be January 1st, even up until probably two, three weeks ago. It's going to be January 1st. We're going to get into an 82-game season. I don't know what was wrong with him. There's no way you can get an 82-game season in if you had started January 1st. Impossible. Uh, I think the playoffs would have suffered. I think the play towards the end of the season would have suffered. I think you would have seen more guys get injured. And I'm kind of glad to see that they have pushed it back a couple months ago and a few tweets that we put out. We thought it would start from the middle of January, somewhere to February 1st. Now the kink in the armor is, of course, the NHL saying they're going to take things safely, follow guidelines put out by governments, state governments, so on and so forth. And one thing that concerns me is the new administration that's coming into the Oval Office in the United States, Biden and Harris. Biden has said in the past, as he was running for president, that if the COVID numbers did not get better, he would most likely have a complete lockdown for four to five weeks after he takes office. I don't know if the NHL is putting this into their plans. If this does happen, Because if that does happen, it's really going to put a kink in the armor, even for a 56-game season. If he has a complete lockdown put in place, 
That's going to take away three or four weeks of games, which could be 12 to 15 games, which cuts us down to a 40-some-odd game season. So I think the NHL must prepare for that. I know that uh, there were three scenarios they were prepared for. One was a scenario that the teams came back, played an 82-game season, fans were in the stands. The second scenario was a shortened season with some fans in the stands. And the third scenario, which Bettman did not think would happen, would be a season with no games in the fans, whether partial or full. He didn't prepare for it, and he should have. I don't know why he really didn't. But now they're looking at uh, possible some fans in the stadiums. I don't see that happening, at least at first. Uh, They're going to do their best to make it safe for the players, their families. But they have said they are not going to do any type of bubble. That could change quickly. There's talk of the Canadian teams being an all-Canadian division, but all of them playing in the U.S. I don't know how they're going to pull that off. So all of you guys out there that think this is going to be something seamless, that yes, it's a 56-game season, and that for sure the top four teams that finish in their division, those are the teams that are going to make the playoffs. Now let's get to those divisions. For the longest time, it was reported about a week, week and a half ago, that the NHL went to Minnesota and told Minnesota they were going to be in the Pacific Division, that one of the other teams of Blues would be put in the Central Division. Well, supposedly, the Minnesota Wild are special, and they got to tell the league office that, hey, we don't want to be in the Pacific. That's too much travel for us. So supposedly, the NHL went to the Blues, and the Blues said, oh, we're all in. We want to be in the Pacific Division. That's where we want to go. That's what some people are reporting. Other people are reporting that the Blues really don't want to be in that division, but they're open to it, and if that's the way it's got to be, that's the way it's got to be, which is exactly what happened. When Doug Armstrong was quoted as saying, we're all in, we're all in on this season, he wasn't saying we're all in, we want to be in in the Pacific Division, we want to play these 9.30, 8.30, 9 o'clock games at night, Because we want our fans to be put out and to have to stay up late. And we want our TV numbers to be lower than normal. That is not what the Blues front office was saying. The Blues front office was just excited to hear that they were going to be playing hockey. And they were saying that they were all in. That's exactly what was said. Some of these quotes are being taken out of context. And it just really frustrates me that that is happening. If they have to play in the West, they'll do it. But don't let anybody tell you that that is what they want, because it's not. Would it make sense for you, for Doug Armstrong to say, yeah, we want to be in this Western division. We want to travel all the way to the West Coast. We want these 9, 9, 30, 8, 30 games. This is what we want. We want our TV ratings to go down. Don't be fooled. That is not what Doug Armstrong wants. I think all of us just want a competitive season. We want to see hockey. But of course, we want to see it done safely. If there's not going to be a bubble, we have to expect that some of these players are going to get COVID because we've seen it when there wasn't a bubble with the Major League Baseball that players got COVID. 
We've seen it in the NFL where players have got COVID. Last year when the NHL started the playoffs, that bubble they did and their different sites in Toronto and Calgary was perfect. It worked great. That type of a situation is just somewhat too hard to do with a 56-game season. But I think if they put the right precautions in place, they follow what the guidelines are for the state the team's playing in, and they follow the guidelines of what they do and have systems in place for if these players get COVID, they can move forward and make sure the rest of the team, the rest of the players, the trainers, the family are definitely safe. That has to be paramount. That has to be number one. So as of right now, it's not definite the Blues are playing in the West. They could be playing in the Central, but hey, we'll just have to see. And again, this is a tentative agreement. Nothing is set in stone. We know last time that Bettman signed that agreement with the players and the Players Association before he took it to the owners. And I know for a fact, several owners were not happy with what he did. You know, they were hoping he would get them a better deal. And when it come back to getting this all done again, he was getting ticked off. You could say pissed off when the media were reporting it was a renegotiation. He said it wasn't. The key stumbling point in these negotiations is the players being made whole because it's not their fault that it's 56 games. They signed a contract to play each season and make so much money. And they had to renegotiate how these players were going to be made whole on these contracts they were signed and the money they were promised. But let's hope it can all get done shortly. Let's get it signed. Let's get it to where we're not talking about a tentative agreement. Let's talk about a signed, sealed, delivered agreement. Let's talk about a for sure division breakdown. Let's get it done. Let's make sure this is safe. And let's get to play hockey while preparing for what ifs. You have to do that. They can't make any mistakes. They can't leave anything out. I know you can't prepare for everything, but there are a lot of things they can prepare for. I want to thank everybody for staying with us. I know we haven't had a podcast in a while, but there really hasn't been a lot to talk about. I didn't want to get in and just start talking about things without having a lot of opinions from people I know from different front offices. I want to make sure that when I say something, I am educated from several different sources, not just one, not just two. Some of this stuff I'm being told by eight to 10 sources in front offices. I want to make sure I get you guys the correct information in a timely manner. But from now on, we will be having regular podcasts. We will be having guests. I'm trying to get several other guests on the show. We know that uh, Grant Fuhr is a friend of the show, and we hope to have him back on to discuss what's going to happen with his three-on-three league where he was going to be a head coach of a team. We hope that moves forward because I think there is an audience for that type of play. I want to thank everybody for joining me. It is great to be back. Thank you again for your continued support of the show. Until next time, stay safe. Do what you need to do to where you don't get infected with this virus. Stay at home if you have to. Please use precautions. And let's get this season started because we all want hockey back. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.